Hey guys, today I sit down with Matt and we are going to talk about all things pre-sales. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Good morning, man. What's up, man? You're rushing me today. There's like no foreplay. Mm. <laughs> just get in here. Let's That's, get this recorded. They'll have to kiss you beforehand. Can we just get into it? And Matt's like, hey, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, nope. No. Hey, come on, come on, come on. Just no. I mean, I guess that's good. It means you're pretty busy. Yeah. Well, I mean, about you, sometimes. you could speak to my wife and get similar feedback. It means I'm very comfortable with you now. <laughs> <laughs> a good friend of mine told me yesterday that uh, I make them uncomfortable because I get in their personal space. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very hurtful. <laughs> and it also ruined our bath. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I wasn't supposed to laugh. You know, we're trying to do dad jokes on each other's guys. Matt, touche. Okay. So this this is from my. Uh, don't don't set it up. Six, Just tell it. Six Just years own old. It. Six years. No, I can't. I got to give her credit because this is pretty solid. All right, so, all right. just, and this is coming from a six year old. Shout so out! It literally comes out there. You know, she's like, "How do you make a tissue dance?" Put a little boogie in it. That's right. You saw that. <laughs> I knew that wouldn't work on you because you have like remember every video you've ever seen ever. <laughs> Actually, uh, one of our questions for uh, new prospects is tell me your favorite joke because all one of our core values is humor with a little crazy. And somebody actually told me that, which is the only reason I knew it. One of the people that we interviewed for um, a sales assistant, or I'm sorry, a uh, onboarding assistant for Jared was that exact joke. No way. So, I swear. It was just no literally way. like last week. So it was just, it was just not. Uh, Did we hire them? Are they here now? No, we didn't. They live too far away. But I really liked them. <laughs> we'll hire them in the future. They can live closer to. All right. Well, going forward, it's just like don't let the other person laugh. Yeah, that's it. Matt, Matt did not understand the assignment. Isn't that some social media thing that people say? I don't know. I can't keep up, man. Watching too much Instagram. I know. That's what I do in my spare time. Just sit around, and <laughs> scroll my phone. Hey, man. I want to talk about Matt. I want to talk about pre sales. So let's define it. What's a pre-sale? That is the time before you open where you sign up members. Oh, so pre inferring <laughs> before yeah. opening and you're actually selling memberships. Yeah. You hear that a lot and people are going to throw it around, but yeah. Why, yeah. why do you, why do you think we need that? Why is that a good thing? What the, the best thing is what is our, say our lens, which fitness, why is it more important to us? And what does that do for us? That well, other franchises like don't get yeah, I think we're fortunate to be in a type of business, a construct of business that allows for a pre-sale. If you think about fitness, it's a subscription-based business, which mm -hmm. a lot of investors like because you've got predictable monthly revenue. Right. Very important. If you were a restaurant or a hamburger shop, you might do pre-opening promotions that might involve like a buy one, get one, right? A BOGO or like come in and get a free bowl for free or whatever those things are. And those are all great. Those aren't pre-sales. What we're actually able to do is get people to commit to our facility anywhere from 10 to 12 weeks in advance. That'd be about as far out as we would suggest going. And when we open our doors, we have members you know, paying members in our facility. Yeah. So it's hugely advantageous. And, you know, I mean, there's a million and one reasons why, but I think from an investor standpoint, if we're just talking about the business right. structure, I mean, it's not hard to figure out how return on investment would be much better if you could open your doors 
in some cases at break even or even cash flow positive, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not getting full return on investment, but it's certainly, you know, obviously an opening because you've got a, a, you know, obviously an investment there. But at the same time, your return on investment is infinitely faster if you can open cash flow positive. Absolutely. I think anybody that does simple math understands that. Yeah. I mean, it's most places, like you said, in restaurants, barbershop, whatever it may be, like you're literally not making money to your point until you open your doors. Like, or cannot even start that process. Yeah. So it's just, we're out there, we're signing up members, building a community for that 10 to 12 weeks before they even open the doors. So by the time we're ready, we're just boo, full steam ahead. Yeah. I mean, is there any other wives that you can think of? I mean, obviously I sit in the seat, I, I sit on the sales marketing side a lot in our business. Um, and for me, that's it. Like if I can stand in front of a group of people and say, Hey, so far we're opening at blank and that blank number puts people at a point where they're close to or beyond break even, maybe even cash flow positive. That's a great story. And if we can continue to duplicate that, it's a great story. Is there any other reason that that you have well, I mean it's a uh, ease of mind from a business side of things, right? Where it's like, you know, our our business is you know, we kind of joke that say fitness, a lot of times you're in the marketing business. So even though like, you know, you're training, it's always constantly marketing. Well, for us, it's like, yeah, we're going to get out there. We're going to do that hustle. We're going to build that community. But then after that, it's just, we're just taking care of members. They actually can have a job in fitness versus we're just constantly going out all the time. That that's what's compelling to me. Well, a hundred percent. And listen, even as an investor, you might hear that and be like, well, okay, that's cool. I mean, you're just looking for maybe if you're strictly cold numbers and you're just looking for a return on investment. Mm-hmm. What Matt just said, folks, will be uber important to your operator who is a key person in this model, meaning that typically at that manager level position in most class-based fitness concepts, mm-hmm. not alloy, not personal training, but class-based, which is the myriad of other fitness franchises that are out there, your main role in that seat is sales mm-hmm. and marketing, sales and marketing, sales and marketing. We often joke, and we've said it on here probably a bunch of times, that in those type of models, you're really in the sales and marketing business. You just so happen to service some of that revenue by doing fitness workouts. Right. But your business is marketing and sales. Right. And I don't think a lot of folks that got into the industry that make a good operator for our locations mm-hmm. really want their number one function to be sales and marketing. I think they would enjoy being, to your words, in the fitness business and this is one of the few models where we're actually creating a vehicle where someone can do that. Because to your point, strong pre-sale, 130-member model with a 3% monthly churn rate, that's three and a half people to replace a month. That's not a lot of marketing dollars and or effort. Sure. Right? I think uh, you and Jared used the word whisper marketing. So once your gym is at theoretical capacity and you do have a little bit of churn, you don't need to launch a, a really complicated marketing campaign to get three people. You can mention to your membership that you're going to turn on your marketing, you know, in a week. If anyone in the gym has a friend that wants to work out with right. them at this time slot, we've got an empty spot now. Yep. Come now or come never, right? Mm-hmm. And it's an easy way to fill up the gym. And we've seen that in the corporate model that we own for five years. Our marketing budget would basically disappear, and then we might turn it off and on randomly just mm-hmm. to see what kind of engagement we could get. But it's one of the very few fitness models that I've ever seen where you can actually do that and actually be in the fitness business. And it's predicated, though, on a very strong pre-sale. So it's uber important that you put all hands on deck and you bust your ass and you get to, you know, again, this break-even or net positive number at opening and keep going. Keep your foot on the gas for a little bit longer. And I'm sure you're, we're gonna, I don't want to step on what's coming up next, but 
like how long that pre-sale is, right? Right. Because it might go on. Like you might have pre-sale-like activity and effort that goes mm -hmm. into a month or two of being open. Because you should basically keep your foot on the gas until the gym is full. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, why is that, Rick? <laughs> don't actually don't know. I, mean, I know, but I don't know what you're looking for. You tell me, Matt. No, I mean it's it's it's. Why would you wait in slow growth after you did a pre-sale, right? A lot of people they they get overwhelmed right when they start. It's like no, keep your foot on the grass, fill up grass, <laughs> the gas. Matt, Matt does a lot of long fill work up. on the side. I do, man. <laughs> he likes to cut that grass. Fill up the gym. Keep your marketing in. Like what well, we talk about marketing, like it's, right. it's, it's an investment, right? And when we talk about that return on investment with members and that three percent, you know, retention um, or attrition, you get people for a long time. So it just makes sense. Not dumping all your money and just to find a new members all the time. Yeah, one person they could keep them for three years. Hell, you've got kept some for thirty. I know it's kind of weird to say, "Hey, we have a you know, I know you know we have a thirty-six month average stay." And of course, our franchisees haven't been open that long. But I did have someone ask me, "Well, you haven't had franchisees open that long. How can you claim that franchise wide?" I'm like, "Well, we've had one that opened during COVID, mm -hmm. so summer of 2020, like early COVID. I can't think of a more tumultuous time in an industry that was affected." Right. And they kept less than 3% attrition during COVID. Right. So, I mean, I, you know, again, I know it's only one. I know that we've had corporate clubs that have been here for 30 years, but it's still a really good indicator. And I don't see based on our knowledge, again, we can't make claims in the franchise from our experience in licensing, but I can speak to it. And I can tell you that based on our, our experience with licensing, if, when we would run polls in our business coaching groups for studios, what is your retention rate? The, the clubs or the facilities that were running, you know, personal training in the small mm -hmm. group format per our suggestion were at about the same, you know, people yep. were at 90, 97, 98% retention. People in class-based concepts were not. And that's just a fact of the matter. And that's been for the last 12 years. So I don't know how else to speak to that other than 2,500 gyms worldwide that we've worked with. And we've seen the same thing which is exactly one of the reasons why we brought this exact vertical to market as a franchise, because it was so different. It fit an avatar that was underserved. Yep. Right. And it had this interesting dynamic, which it was built on something different than every other fitness concept. You don't have to run out there and get on the hamster wheel of smoke and mirrors and marketing and sales. And it's all about that. And, I don't care what you say when all of your attention has to go to that side of the house. Mm -hmm. There's very little that you can put into building community, taking care of the flock, right? right? The little things like we have, like surprisingly personable where we're buying gifts for clients is literally part of the structure of our business. You, you can't do that when you have this frenetic pace based on nothing more than acquiring new customers because you have an equal amount of customers sneaking out the back door. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost impossible. I yeah. mean, we, we even did it here, like, you know, when we had super larger numbers and we've talked about before, you just, you just feel it like you're losing grasp of like the membership. Yeah. Base. So for those of you guys that don't know, uh, Matt sat in the seat of the director and this was at a time when we had nearly 700 members and we had a big chunk that did team, which was class-based, right? Our, our biggest line item of revenue and what we did well was always personal training. So if you look at 15 years of, uh, again, one facility, but I don't know any facilities other than ours that's doing 60,000 visits a year. So you've got this chunk of people doing what we call team, which is class-based, and another, you know, another vertical doing personal training. And if you looked at those two groups, the, the retention rate of those two groups in the same facility, under the same roof, with the same culture, 
vastly different because mm-hmm. those are different customer avatars. Yeah. And of course, for us, we didn't like the construct of the team training as much the classes because it just churned people through. It was just no fault of ours. It was the price threshold. It was the avatar that we had to attack for that. It was the fact that there was a lot of people in, in our community. We have a lot of competition that did something very similar to that. But the personal training, now that was different. That was sticky and no one ever left. Right. right. Yeah. So as I'm talking about pre-sale again, it's you have to know those aspects for your business. So you're chasing after the right avatar. Okay. And then again, on we're, what we're doing, we're selling high, you know, premier personal training that fits into that avatar. And that's how you get, you know, we're not just throwing it out to every Joe Smo <laughs> targeting them, come get a, you know, pre-sale membership, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a different type of pre-sale. I mean, it's interesting with personal training. I was talking to uh, someone about sales because we have a lot of clubs in pre-sale now. And some of them are personal acquaintances of mine that are involved in the pre-sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're reaching out to me specifically, which I know that's not scalable, but it's like, I know them and they're like, Hey man, like I got this feedback. I got that feedback. And what, what we find is it's once you understand the benefits of what it is that you do, like if you re- like, we believe so much in personal training, having seen for 30 years, all different kind of verticals going down in the fitness industry, sure. understanding how sticky what we do is what kind of results it produces, how we can help people that other fitness brands typically cannot, which is people that are like have injuries or beat up, or maybe they've just given up on all of their, you know, things that they've tried because they just don't feel like they fit in anywhere. It's like, we're the spot for them, right? When you know what the results of that are, your conviction for sales is so much higher and that manifests itself in so many different ways. It will, it will let, it will allow you to push harder from a good place to get a sale from a place of a coach. Um, it will allow you to pre-sell something because you're so excited to be able to help the person standing in front of you. You know, if they sign up, what's going to happen to them and it's only going to be good things. And so I I did a short Instagram video on this the other day about sales and sales have to be looked at through the lens of what you can do to help someone like sales aren't about you. Mm -hmm. So what we don't want sales to be, even in a pre-sale is about, you know, okay, I got three more, I got four more, I got five more. Now those are finite numbers that we're all measuring we're all chasing metrics, but the, that's just a byproduct of really having a raging passion to help the people in front of you. And if you do that, you know, we've got these story upon story of you, Joe, me, other people that sat in that seat that sat down with people. And it would seem that you did what what would be described as a hard sale, but it was really out of a place of care and coaching and how, you know, it changed people's lives. It really did. I mean, didn't Joe like curse at a priest or something? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny that you mentioned that you literally stole the story right out of my mouth. Um, I was telling this to Jared yesterday. I'm like, this would be a good story for our for our franchisees because now let me before I tell the story, if we're coaching someone on pre-sales, we have to impart that knowledge and that feeling to them mm-hmm. because they haven't lived it yet. Like once they're open and they see the results of what their facility produces, mm-hmm. they're now in a different place. But they're also pre-selling something that we're, you know, they're excited, but they don't really get it just yet. So it's yeah. our job to train and impart that knowledge. And that's what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to Jared about, I mean, we're always looking like, how can we have them understand that this is life changing what they're doing for these individuals? And I told him a story. So I'll tell you guys, and I think it will explain what I'm trying to articulate really well. We had a guy that worked at my um, kid's school. So my, my kids and Joe's kids, Joe at the time, 
was the director here and just fantastic at what I'm about to explain. We both had kids that went to a local Catholic school and there was a guy who was a teacher there and he was our kid's favorite teacher. Joe's kids were younger than mine, but he was my kid's favorite teacher when they went there. When Joe's kids came along, they were his kid's favorite mm-hmm. teacher. And he was overweight, so he wasn't in great shape. And he had his own children, and he was not in great health. And he came into the facility, and everyone was so stoked that he was here. When I say everyone, me, Joe, and the parents that knew him that worked out here, because it's right around the corner. Because everybody wants this guy to be healthy. You know, you want to help this guy, right? Mm -hmm. And he's such a giver, man, such a great person, gives to the kids. He's just just a heart of gold, right? So he comes in. He tells Joe during the starting point session, which is our induction session, that he's been thinking about it for 10 years, that, you know, when Joe started at the school, he had met Joe and was very inspired by him. And he'd actually been thinking about, you know, another step further, been thinking about getting shaped for 10 years, knowing it. But for the last year, he's been thinking about coming into our facility specifically. So for anybody that's listened to our our old sales, um, you know, podcast on our process, it's very dialed in, right? Peel the onion show, you know, measure how we move, sample workout to make sure that people feel comfortable and that they can survive it, right? Sit down, recap what you've learned about them and make a prescriptive sale based on what you think as a coach in Mm -hmm. their life, right? We run, Joe runs the play perfectly. He sits down, does all that, looks them in the eye. He says, you know, his name, let's just say his name was Bill because I don't want to use the name. Bill, our most successful clients do this. And he slides the paper across to him, right? And Bill, the teacher, looks at it and says, well, you know what, let me think about it. And Joe's reaction was something that when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, no, because it didn't seem appropriate. But when you really thought about where it came from and the results of it, it was amazing. So Joe's reaction to Bill, our favorite teacher, was, Bill, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Now, mind you, I say that because I want to use that word because that's not a word that you would typically use with your young elementary school child's you know, Catholic school teacher. (laughs) But it was a knee-jerk reaction from a guy who cared so much about this teacher Mm -hmm. that he wasn't going to let him off the hook, right? To which Bill responded, "Uh, all right, you're right. You know, because he basically said, man, what are you, are you effing kidding me? Been thinking about coming in here for a year. You're finally here and you're still going to think about it. I don't think so. Like you're here now, let's get this done. And like sort of like a Jerry Maguire, like help me help you. Right. So Jerry says, okay, you're right. I'll do it. And then what happens? He goes on to lose 80 pounds. He gets off of a lot of his medications. He feels better. It's like it changes his life. That's where you need to be, whether you're in pre-sales, regular sales or whatever. And I only say that, and it's kind of a sidebar to what we're talking about, because in pre-sales, it's our job as an organization to impart that passion and that understanding onto our franchisees. So that when they're having these conversations in pre-sale, that's right. where, that's the place that you sell from. Right. It's not a smoke and mirror. And like our last podcast was about tricky sayings and stuff. That's like the mechanics of it. But that's not the why, right? Mm-hmm. The why has to be so compelling that the tricks and stuff just become part of the vernacular. But the whys are the real, real rub. Sure. And, and the customers will feel it. Like he wasn't offended that Joe swore at him because he was literally just imploring him to allow us to help him. You know, that was it. And he did. And lo and behold, it changed his life. So heaven forbid that you hard sell, air quotes, someone into something that's good for them that can help them be healthy. So that that's kind of where we want to come from. That's yeah, good. I mean, it's from just a pre-spell perspective, right? We found our avatar. We, you know, we have conviction in our sales. We have a true interest in others. You know, just 
for something that we take pride on and you should do if you're burning a pre-sale on anything or, you know, another fitness brand, whatever it may be, you know, we treat our people like the moment we talk to them, they're a member. And we yeah, start. It's assumptive, it's, right? Right. Assumptive. You're a member and I will take care of you no matter what. Yeah. And I mean, just for those listening that are interested in alloy or are moving into like wondering about like what what's involved in this strong pre-sale, we have mechanisms and tools in place from a technological standpoint where we can start training people before technically they're even paying us, right? And what mm -hmm. I mean by that is there's going to be a, an amount of churn that's happening during the presale that's mm -hmm. natural. So if you get someone to say yes 12 weeks before you open and then somewhere along the way life happens, you're going to have a little bit of churn. But there's ways and techniques where you can mitigate that. And to your point, Matt, if you sit in the seat of coach and you say, I'm here to change your life and you get them to move. It's an impactful emotional moment for people, right? Well, you don't want to lose that momentum. So we've got tools in place where we can actually start giving them things to do on their own at home. We can start working on nutrition, right? We've got this amazing proprietary app that we could do all of that through that's built specifically for this really, right? So there's a lot of ways where to your point, once you sit down in that seat as a coach and you sort of guide them, if you will, to this better place, you can start right now. You don't have to wait till the facility's open. And that's a big deal. And that, that shows a lot. I mean, if I was a customer who wasn't paying anything and I already had someone engaged with me under the assumption that they were going to be my coach long-term, I would be impressed by that. And I'd be less likely to be like, oh, shoot, I forgot I signed up for that thing 12 weeks ago. No, I got a guy named Matt who's texting me right. once a week saying, yo, how can you get your steps in? Sure. You know, getting on the phone with me if he wants to. Listen, we don't have a huge crowd. We're talking about 130 members for a very healthy model. If you pre-sold 130, good on you. But even you might, you know, in somewhere, I guess, depend on the model, but our requirement is a certain number in that to open. And that certain number puts people typically at close to break even or in the black, depending on where they are and, and their rent factor and everything else. Well, that's not a lot of people, right? Right. No, it's you can not. easily manage those people in this mm -hmm. way. So yeah, to your point, man, you got to sit there in the, uh, as a coach and you, we can start coaching them right away. Yeah, and speaking of mechanisms, you know, we have other functions to, to facilitate the client and stuff like that. We also have function our uh, tech that helps support the all the leads and everything like that. Now, we've seen it. You've talked to a lot of people who've done pre-sales in different ways. It, it can be overwhelming. And one of the things we definitely recommend and what we do is we have a whole lead automation software, right, which is fantastic. We literally tracks every lead from the moment they put their hand up to automation, to all the way to booking them to calls, to booking them for our internal starting point sessions. You know what I like most about our software, and I have to give you and, and Jared props on how you guys have sort of directed to build it out and our marketing team, it's personal training. And there is such a thing in this day and age is too much automation. Mm -hmm. And so we always look at any kind of new technology and we're always looking at new stuff and new ideas to either bring down friction for customers or increase engagement. And I think it's one and the same in a lot of ways, right? Um, and so any kind of automated technology that we have is meant to increase engagement. So when you're talking about this lead management software, what I like about it is it's a dashboard built out based on our style of business, meaning we know when someone moves from one sales bucket to the other, like moving along in the sales process, right? Um, there's reasons why, and all of those involve a little bit of human interaction as well. Again, we don't have a vast number. We're not trying to pre-sell 1,200 memberships, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to pre-sell much less, so we can actually have conversations. We can 
you know, we can personalize text messages. But the great thing about the dashboard and the technologies, it's enough automation to keep us accountable. You can log on and see where everyone is in the process, who needs what, who needs a message, who needs a call, who hasn't followed up with this or that, right? And so it just makes everything, uh, I think the best word would be super organized, and it gives you lots of bandwidth, right? But I don't want people to hear like it's fully automated, like it's still a lot of work, and you still have to be in that seat of that coach and that mentor and that guide. But the software makes it a hell of a lot easier and takes a lot of, oh, gives yeah. you a lot of bandwidth. I mean, I know you've talked to people who've done pre-sale and if they don't have that, it's just, you know, they're writing people on paper and Excel sheets and. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, and, and we're one of the, we're one of the few fitness brands that, you know, a lot of fitness brands have rules that say, if you're already in the fitness business and, and a lot of franchises have this, right, that you can't be an alloy licensee or franchisee. And the reason is, um, I think. You know, you don't want some of your IP showing up in a different like private brand, but there's ways around that. And I have been in this industry for so long and I know a lot of people in the industry and the people that are very successful that can financially qualify to buy an alloy. A lot of them I really want in the brand. And we've signed a lot of those up lately. You know, Greg Maroney, you know, Mark Fisher, Macafora, Mike Arce, right? Um, I mean, just you name it. Like a lot of these folks are already in you know, our pipeline. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Billy Jones, the, the operator for, you know, um, Mike and Matt, their partner, we'd be crazy not to partner with those guys. The cool thing is when people like that come to training and they know better and they see what we've put together, it's so nice to hear from people who are in our space and they go, wow, yep, this is awesome. Perfect setup. <laughs> this is the perfect setup. Why didn't I have this? Right? right. It's like, well, you got it now and right. you had to buy a franchise to get it. Right. So, um, it's it's good to hear that feedback, and we know it, but it's fun to hear it from our peers because, again, if you've never been in the industry, it looks cool, but you don't know how cool. And it's fun when people that do know the difference, like my buddy Rami, right, mm -hmm. who's who's helping uh, Joy pre-sale here in Dunwoody, and he's just like, where was all this stuff when we were starting our businesses? Because he, he had a business almost as long as I did, you know, 30 years and sold it. He's like, where was all this stuff? This is amazing. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty darn cool. <laughs> it is cool. It is. I mean, I could, again, couldn't imagine doing it without right now. Um Last thing, kind of, you know, based on what who you've talked to and the, what we've done, obviously, what what would be good expectations for a presale? If you're the you're a director, you're going out, or you know, whatever brand you're doing, what what would be good expectations, and maybe what some things maybe you shouldn't do. Now, when you say expectations, do you mean numbers? Like, what are you looking no, for? No, I mean, like, you're telling me I'm going to go do a presale. Like, what should I expect? What come out? What kind of work am I expecting? Ah, here? gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, it works a four-letter word. We always joke about that, right? Because, like, it's really – we have kind of this combo of a digital play, mm -hmm. which when you think about Facebook ads, Google, whatever those things are, YouTube, you know, Instagram, whatever. Like, we have a digital strategy. Yep. And that's all tied to our automation, which is great. But we also have a strategy for community outreach and, like, what we would call hard work, like the, the guerrilla marketing or grassroots marketing. Equally as important, Right. And so I think the expectation would be that you're going to have to work and you need to, it's all hands on deck. And we've seen this already. If you come from big corporate and you have been working in a system where you always have somebody like, who does this? This needs to go to, who do I give this to? Right. You're not used to actually doing everything. Right. And that's fine. But like, we've got a finite amount of time, 10 to 12 weeks to pre-sell the gym. Once we start opening and servicing revenue, we can still pre-sell, but we're, our bandwidth is reduced a bit because now we have customers that we need to service. Uh -huh. We're not just focused on sales. So I think the expectation should be, you need to bust your ass. Like, we're not going to sugarcoat it. This is not easy. And if mm -hmm. you haven't sold before, you need to, you know, we're going to make you role play till you're just blue in the face, you know, in training. And we're going to coach and coach and coach the hell out of you. 
But if you haven't done it before, you just need to get reps. You need to get out there and do it. And Mm -hmm. so don't expect to, in any business, certainly fitness business that has a pre-sale, go into it without a lot of hard work. So, you know, our expectation is about 50% of your lead should come digitally and the other should come from hard work in the community. Mm -hmm. And that's everything from, you know, partnering with like businesses, from, you know, sponsoring local events, from getting out and you know, putting your tent in front of a busy boutique grocery store. I mean, there's a million and one ways. And each one of those has certain sort of skill sets or things around it, which we practice mm-hmm. during our training. Right. But that's the expectation that you're doing both. Yeah. And as you know, it's going back to like, where, where are you selling from? Right. Like what's your why that you're doing it? If you're doing it to help people, I can tell you if that's your main driver, not like, Oh my God, I better get this sale so I can tick that box and say, I got this person today. Sure. You're going to be much more, I guess, apt to stand, you know, out in front of a busy grocery store and say, hey, hey, man, to you, like, I like those shoes. Do you work out? You know, and they're like, yeah, I work out a little bit. You're like, oh, cool. Well, let me tell you a little bit about what we do. Like, what are you currently doing? They're like, oh, I ride bikes and do this and that. It's like, do you do any strength training? It's like, no, I know I need to do that. It's like, well, you, uh, you're lucky that I'm out here to then, you know, it's a little bit of the dance of the back and forth, but you're much more likely to do those things and do them with conviction when you know that every single person you touch, you can actually change their lives, right? As opposed to like, oh shit, I got to get 10 leads today or whatever those metrics are. Yeah. I mean, like just think like pre-sale in general or sales, what do you think is more important? Going out and doing what you just said, like going and and speaking to people and just talking it up or just running events and always having these things in the background. Not that they aren't bad, but like, you know, what's, what's more important? Well, I mean, listen, it's personal training. So if I can have a one-on-one conversation with you, it's much better. Um, than it is if I set up a booth at an event at a street party thing like we have a little local town that shuts down on Thursday nights in the summers and you know it's kind of cool it's like people just walk around but it's 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 uh it would be more of a branding play I would say right. which is like you're there you're standing under the tent you're going to get a couple people stop by and see you but if you can get in front of a local business and do a lunch and learn and you get to know the names of the 10 or 12 people in the room and then you offer them some kind of a hook, which we already have built out. We have all the materials and everything built. Mm-hmm. Much more compelling. So, right. so activity is good, but it has to be. It's almost like practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. It's the right. same kind of idea. Like community events, great. But what kind of community events? And what are you doing when you're there? Right. Yeah. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I think we all get lost in the in the ninja moves and the <laughs> behind the scenes smoking shadow, you know, stuff. But yeah. <laughs> instead of this, the main thing, which is, all right, we're trying to get to know somebody one-on-one. It's personal training. And then once you have that conversation, they fit in culturally. It's, it's an automatic. Yeah. I think the, the person that I think, and it's early innings, but he's a friend of mine. I really like him. It's one of the guys I've already mentioned. He is the most unapologetic um, air quoting in salesperson I've ever met because he really wants to help people. Like if he gets onto something he's excited about, he will shout it from the mountaintops and he will beat you over the head with it until you're like, fine, I'll try it. But he's never done that. He's done it to me a million times, but I've never taken him up on anything he's ever suggested that wasn't freaking awesome for me. So there's a trust there, right? Sure. So, you know, he's, but he's just, he hits the community running and, you know, he's just unapologetic about the fact that he wants to help everyone in his town and he just goes out, and if I've been with him before, and we've bumped into people at a local restaurant, and he just walks right over, and he's like, hey, are you going to come in? And they're like, oh, here they are with a glass of wine and three girlfriends. And they're like, yeah, maybe. And he's like, what about you guys? You know, I can help you too. And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like this. And I'm sure they're like, who was that guy? I mean, he's like a whirlwind of like right. 
but it really doesn't it, as much as it like it would be really hard for an introverted person that had never done that to do it right when you watch him do it i'm like he's masterful at it because he's unapologetic and he wants to change his lives of his community that's it that's his driving force right so he thinks nothing of walking right up to someone he does not worried about hearing a no. He's not worried about embarrassing himself or anybody else. He's just going to go straight at him in the nicest, most caring way. And you know what? He's going to get a ton of referrals. And I can't wait to see what it. he does. Yeah. He's <laughs> bragging that he's going to break all of our records for pre-sale. And, you know, he had, I think, 10, you know, people signed up before the digital ads even started, which we haven't seen. And this was like in a weekend. So the guy's a force. So let's we'll see I what he does. I hope he does it. <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we have to preach, and we, we right. need to see more of that. So anybody that's listening that's thinking about purchasing an alloy, just understand that it's, yes, it can be, I don't even want to use the word absentee owner because that, that would lend you to believe that you never had to do anything. You have to be involved with your business and certainly during pre-sale bandwidth. And I, that either means if you don't have the skill set, hire up. You know, Don't just put one operator out there. We have a low labor model. So you might have a full-timer and a couple part-timers. Get them all on staff during pre-sale. Right. You need all the boots on the ground that you can, and you need Get them out there. there beating that drum and trying to change the lives in your community. So half digital, Matt, half hard work. From an effort standpoint, it's probably 90% of the hard work. The digital stuff's just playing catch. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome stuff. Anything else? Other than like your mustache is a little yellow today and it's not bothering me. Did you have some mustard this morning? No, that's not good. <laughs> so the whole time is really just... Is it yellow? <laughs> just a little bit right Oh God, I got a little on there. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I got a little uh I don't even eat any mustard. That's the scary part. A little, it, a little egg yolk in there. So. <laughs> I don't know, but hopefully no one can see it on camera. Thanks for pointing it out. Hopefully it's not permanent. <laughs> Matt's been staring. I'm wondering if he's staring my upper lip the entire time. <laughs> it could be pollen. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope that helps. Matt, great, uh, great subject. Matt came up with this one today and uh, it was fun talking about it. So we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> Thanks. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at alloyfranchise.com for more information on the alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.